With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country sound. We'll all be Come on along and welcome aboard to Indiana Sports Beat. Corey and Larry with you here on this Wednesday. It's July 1st. We are officially at the midpoint of 2020, and I could not be any happier. Todd Larry, I'm ready to get this year moving forward, but uh, great show on the program today. Remy Abel, former uh, Indiana player, uh, Musketeer. Ken Bikoff is also on us, got him a new book out. Good friend of mine, Kim Bikoff. He's a walking encyclopedia of information, but uh, who's your beginnings? So looking forward to talking about that. Plenty of other things to get to. Uh, Denver Nuggets closed their facility. Um, the Indianapolis Indians canceled their season. They will not play baseball for the first time in 118 years. Um, this is definitely a... Uh, a lifetime changer, this 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 virus that is hitting us. Uh, yesterday was also the final day in office for Fred Glass as Indiana's athletics director. Scott Dolan is now officially in place. Carl Reiner passed away at the age of 98. He's not in sports, of course, but uh, that's a guy that, uh, if you're listening, there's no way that uh, he hasn't made you laugh somewhere along the way. He created the Dick Van Dyke show. It's all kinds of – was on Ocean's Eleven, all, that, all those movies just uh, – an iconic comedian, but lots to get to today. I'm really starting to wonder if we're going to have college football. It is really, really, you know, you see the Denver Nuggets close their facility, which is not that big a deal. But when we keep seeing these spikes and I'm not in, we don't do the politics and all that stuff. We don't talk about all this COVID crap a lot as much as we can keep from it. But, you know, we, when we saw all those places that, way back two months ago when they were just not doing what they should have been doing. And we looked out at Missouri and, and the lakes and the, and, the, and the beaches in Florida and, and the Georgia and all that. Well, guess what? Well, now those places are spiking like crazy. And I'm serious. I'm beginning to have my doubts that, that football will end up getting moved to the spring. I know that the Ivy League has – Mentioned that, and the Ivy League, they're not the Power Five, but the Ivy League was the first league to cancel everything last uh, season. They were the first to do it. Everybody thought they were nuts at the time, but everybody ended up following suit. Um, not saying it's going to happen, but I know with the Power Five, it would be difficult. But man, oh man, I, I'm just I'm feeling less and less confident every day, Todd Leary. I feel like a politician because I have flip flopped back and forth ah, me too. a I'm million like, times on this. And, and, and I, you know, and today, today, July 1st, you know, official annual hump day. Uh, I, I 
I'm flip flopped on the side of I agree with you. I don't, and I don't, and I don't know that it's the right thing to start playing in August or September. Believe me, I want it to happen, but I just don't know that it's the right thing. I mean, the, trying to squeeze this NBA basketball season in to me is is silly and doesn't make any sense. Um, there's been a lot bigger things cancel already, uh, so I just I'm, I'm surprised they're hanging on to that. Uh, I think they're probably going to get down to the point pretty soon where they're going to just have to call it. Third week but of I July, mean, I saw some. I saw one athletics director say that the, a decision has to be made by the third week of July for a timeline. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm just know, being selfish. Here's, here's the thing: I look, I don't hear anymore. Is I don't hear, and and I intentionally don't watch the news that much because neither, it neither. just depends on which, which channel you flip it on, what you're going to yep. hear. Yep. And so I, I honestly don't know the facts as to where they are with the vaccine, when they think it's the, the potential to have that is going to be. But if they don't have a set date of that by I would the end of July, I would say, then I don't think that they'll start football on time. It doesn't mean they won't push it back and play, you know, start in 2021. But I think that we could seriously, at the end of the day, end up seeing spring football. Uh, it's been mentioned, uh, like I said, the 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 – Oh, the Ivy League, which, again, they're not a Power 5 conference, but they were the first to do everything last year, the first to cancel their tournament, the first to cancel spring sports. They did everything first, and everyone was kind of like, what, are you crazy? And then it wasn't too long well, after, everybody followed suit right behind them. Uh, well, if anyone's so, going to make a decision based on facts, it's going to be the Ivy League versus the, the athletics or yeah. anything else. So, I mean, if anybody's going to make the proper decision based on the facts that are on the table, it's going to be the Ivy League. And I'm not saying like for high school sports and I've got a vested, I, both of us have vested interest in high school sports. I have a daughter that's, that's set to play soccer in her senior year on a team that's going to be one of the best in her school's history. You have a son that just is on a team that just had a hell of a weekend. Uh, I want to see now for high school, I think it's going to be a lot easier. They don't have the logistical problems that college football has to worry about. They don't have 130 athletes if they got a test and, uh, and and all this and that and the other things. So I'm not saying this about high school sports. I don't feel they also don't have the budgets. They also don't have the budgets though of of what those college sports have. But they also don't have the budgets that they have to fill. That's one of the biggest important things about getting this football in is because of the money it generates. That's the biggest importance to me for these schools is is the money that it generates the TV money. Uh, and I think that's the impetus. Not and that and then we all want entertainment, and and the kids want to play. So it's not one thing there. I don't mean to say that because we know that every kid on that team wants to play. We know that every one of us wants to see that. So it's we all want it. Um, I just for for something the size of football, it's just it's it's just a big thing, man. It's an entity, and and there's so you know what many what's it take parts. right now? What's it take right now for the NBA? to to have to cancel the season does it take a lebron james to say i'm not comfortable playing and if he does that do you not think the entire i mean i think he's a i think he's big enough name that if he made that statement i think they would cancel i think it's i think it's that on the fence as to what's the right thing to do right now or not and and i'll be honest with you with everything going on you know even if it were golf even if it were the thing i enjoy watching as much as anything on tv um, you know, I would be all for it if they said, Hey, look, you know what? We're done for 2020. We're, we're going to, we're going to start setting schedules for 2021 and we're just going to pretend like 2020 didn't happen. 
they wouldn't I would I wouldn't blame anybody. The Denver Nuggets uh, closed their facility. Um so yeah, I mean, how are they going to be ready to play in, in a couple of weeks? They're just going to pack up and move to Orlando. I mean, and that's another funny thing. They're moving this to the, one of the biggest COVID hotspots in the country, Florida. Yeah, but they're going to, you know, they're going to take over a hotel and right. basically be quarantined. They're not going to come into contact with anyone that hasn't been tested. But but here's the deal with that, okay? So let's say that happens and somebody still tests positive somehow. You know, a, a, a hotel worker, somebody at some point, you know, contracts the virus and comes there. Then do they shut it down? I just, it's, no one, no one's able to put a number on, you know, if this many people get it, then we're done. And that's why I just think it's such an up in the air thing that, you know, honestly, this TBT thing might be, might be a little bit of a barometer as to how successful it can happen. You know what? That's a great, great point because, the TBT is now they are right. in the, they are in the process of doing all their stuff. They're showing up, they're getting tested, temperature taken, practicing. Uh, they, they begin play in what, three days. So you're right. They are in the process of doing theirs. Um, still it's a smaller scale, but yeah, it's a, it's a great barometer to see how that goes. And, uh, and I think you're right. At least we we do have that to look forward to. Um, but yeah, man. And, and, you know, you know, we said this a while back when the NCAA tournament canceled March Madness. I mean, for an enormous amount of sports people, that is the event of the year. OK, once that canceled, you know, I, I, I really didn't know that anything else could happen that I couldn't adapt to. Like it's it, we've adapted just fine. There not being a whole lot on TV and, you know, golf has come back and, you know, it's it can be an outside sport. So it seems to be safe. NASCAR is back. Um, you know, there's enough on that I don't think anyone's going to go super crazy, but, um, you know, I, I just don't, I don't know that it's worth the risk right now. I think we ought to be looking towards, you know, trying to figure out if we can start it in January or not. I, I don't know why they're trying to squeeze it in, to be honest with you. Uh, just a quick FYI, uh, CJ Gunn is another name at, uh, for Indiana basketball. You're going to want to know. He was on a Zoom call yesterday with Archie. Uh, Alec Lasley from the Hoosier.com spoke to him yesterday, said that uh, they were very impressed, loved Archie's message. He's got something coming up a little later on the Hoosier.com. Make sure you check that out. Where is he from? You know what? I don't know. He just sent me this, so that's a name I'm not familiar with. I'll have the only reason I ask is because I my first reaction was is he related to Zach Gunn, who was out of North Central and ended up going to Ball State. But I I mean I don't just because the name is the only reason I say that. I don't even know if he had a brother. I'll ask Alec right now, where is he from? <laughs> uh, we'll find out. But, uh, yeah, he's got a piece that's going to be up here shortly on that, on the Hoosier.com. So make sure you go to the Hoosier.com for complete coverage. Uh, Alec is doing a great, great, great job on that. Yesterday was Fred Glass's final day as athletics director. That means today Scott Dolson is the man in charge completely. Um, so he's sitting in the big office, so overlooking. He's a 2022 kid out of Lawrence North, by the way. Todd Leary. Gun is? Yep. Then it's possible he could be related. I mean, out of Indianapolis, he could definitely that's be your related. Boy, that's your school. That's your, that's your stomping grounds, man. Let's check that find out. find out that answer pretty easily. Uh, but, yeah, Fred Fred Glass, uh, no longer the athletics uh, director for Indiana. It's now Scott Dolson as of today, his first day on the job. Congratulations, Scott. Send him a nice congratulator text and time to come on our show. Uh, Will we'll do. S- 
Hopefully he has a, a a good start to it. He there, you know, we talk about what we just got done talking about college football. Imagine that first day on your job. This is what you're looking at: the potential yeah. of not having the biggest sport you have. And I know basketball is the big in Indiana, but for the rest of the country, football is the biggest college sport. Um, and and the the money generated. Not by attendance here, but TV. They get plenty of TV money. And that's – you're looking at a, your budget. You're looking at just all kinds of stuff has got to be going through your head. What, what am I going to be doing with this? we got to play coaches. We've got to – they've already said – we saw the, the uh, thing that Fred Glass sent out, that if a student athlete is not comfortable because all these are voluntary workouts. I think it's voluntary to even participate uh, right now, period. But they are, they will, if an athlete does not want to do that, does not feel comfortable, Indiana is still going to honor their scholarship, which they should. But, you know, not all places probably would have done that back in the day. Well, I mean, you brought, you brought up a great point. And even a school like Indiana and, and Purdue, for example, even though they're not, you know, air quote football schools, their budgets are, the athletic budgets are still almost, you know, more than 50% reliant on football money. And, you know, I, I know I talked to the people in the IU athletic department back when the Big Ten tournament was canceled. And, yes, it was a big deal. But, I, I mean, word for word out of their mouth was if football season is canceled, it could be catastrophic. And I think we're staring that right in the eye right now. And that's why I think that they might be better off instead of having to they're, – because they're getting close to under the gun. At that point, we still had three or four months before a decision had to be made. And right now we're getting close to being under the gun where a decision has to be made if they're going to start on time. That's why I don't think it's a terrible idea to go ahead and move that start date back. Even if it's just like, you know, Thanksgiving time or, or something like that, or, or I wouldn't care if they went to 2021 already, but, but those, a lot, almost all schools are reliant athletically from a budget standpoint on their football money. Yep. Uh, also, Alex sent me a text on the, uh, that gun kid. Same roster as the 2020 Iowa signee Tony Perkins and Butler's commits DJ Hughes McCulley. What a team. Wow. Where we already yep. Now you know why they were able to beat Lawrence Central three <laughs> yeah. times in one season. I'm telling you, man. You talk about some – that's like Muhammad Ali and, and, and George who's Foreman a, who's going a better at it, recruiter? Man. Who's a better recruiter, Jack Kiefer or John Calipari? Jack Kiefer's got a longer run. <laughs> he's had a longer run. Jack, Jack Kiefer has less to work with. I mean, he's and he's got a long, a, and he's been doing it for a lot longer. And he's got a he's got a long line of success. So he's gonna done great. Uh, hey, coming up next, Remy Abel. We're going to talk about some basketball. Former Xavier Musketeer and uh, Indiana player from down just down from Louisville. We got a lot of listeners down there in Southern Indiana. So looking forward to that. He's going to join us next. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, so stay tuned. You're listening to Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle Leary coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Jim Coyle ISB at Leary Todd, uh, so you can keep up with everything you've got. Coming right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios right after this. A string of sharing your suffering to make you well, to make you well. Give me reasons to Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. 
an incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary. Indiana Sports Beat is now a part of the Rivals Network. You can go to thehoosier.com to sign up. It's free. Catch the show there each day live or at your convenience. You can also like or follow us on Facebook, follow the show's rebroadcast, anywhere you podcast. If we're not on a radio station where you live, we should be. Let your local station know they need to carry Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary or simply go to thehoosier.com. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. This is former Indiana basketball player Brian Evans, and you're listening to Indiana Sports Beat with Jim Coyle. Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million-dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Beat. Coyle Lee coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios on this first day of July. I'm at the hub day. Joined now by Remy Abel. Remy, man, you are one of the mainstays of this TBT and uh, Summer League basketball. I'll be looking forward to talking to you. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Man, you guys are uh, talk about a weird time, too. Uh, the, the TBT has become such a fun thing uh, for us to watch, I know, and enjoy. Uh, watching it and all that, but right now with all the COVID stuff going on, and now you guys have been uh, shipped off to one location and, and, and all that, how's all that going? Uh, what's it like dealing with that? 
Uh, I mean, it's tough. Uh, you know, obviously you want to keep everybody safe. Uh, you know, it's bigger than basketball when you talk about uh, people's health and, you know, just keeping them safe and making sure they stand healthy. But uh, I think TBT has done a great job of putting this tournament together where we can actually get basketball back. Um, you know, people can actually watch basketball again and just try to keep uh, us players safe as safe as possible with the COVID stuff going on and, and uh, really, we've just been um, just chilling in our room. We got a quarantine for a few days, all the players, and um, then uh, we can get back out on the court and practice and get some things going. But, um, you know, so far, I think they've done a great job, and we've just been being patient. Todd, uh, have so you ever practiced you, are, in a ballroom before? Because I saw the practice layout. We've done a, a hotel ballroom. <laughs> we've done a walkthrough through there, but not actual practice. So, are you guys? How long have you guys been there? Have you been quarantined there for a while? Yeah, I mean, I just I just got in yesterday, so we had to stay in our room all day yesterday. I think today is. Uh, I'm not sure if we got to stay in our room all day today, but I'm pretty sure we got to stay in our room most of the day. I'm really not sure how it works completely, but. Uh, they want us to definitely, you know, kind of stay quarantined for uh, a little bit just to make sure everything is safe before they let players like out in the hotel, like out through the out through, out their rooms through the hotel and stuff. Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you what, there's nothing that, that I'm looking forward to more than the TBT because you talk about jonesing for some great entertainment, but I always we always love it anyway. It's always something that we look forward to, and I, I know that you're playing with the – uh, Mo, who was on with us the other day, and one thing we keep talking about, and I, I know both of you guys end up transferring out, but it doesn't matter. We want to get an IU team together. There should be an IU kind of uh, a team of IU guys together, man. You guys are in that. Let's. We want to get you on a ramrod that. Yeah, I think it'll be great. I mean, IU got so many great professionals. Even if they're not in the NBA, they playing overseas or doing something great. Uh, I think it'll be great. I mean, they got a lot of great, we got a lot of great players, you know, whether they transferred or played played four years throughout Indiana. So I think definitely could be something to look forward to getting the team together, and they can, we can the Indiana team could definitely have a chance to win this thing. Todd, we'll have to get you back out there on the coaching sidelines. Oh no, no, they don't want that for sure. I mean, th- this is this is partially to have fun, and uh, I don't I do not uh, do well with coaching and keeping my mouth shut, but Remy, you know, it was a, there was an interesting thing that's, you know, taking place with the new transfer portal and that stuff. And, and, you know, we don't hardly ever get the opportunity to speak with someone that actually did transfer. And I know Matt Painter here from Purdue came out a while back and talked about, um, you know, when, when no gel Eastern was leaving and, and Matt Harms was leaving that they were no longer boilermakers. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the coach's perspective on it. What's a player's perspective on it? I mean, do you consider yourself a Hoosier still? Um, I mean, that's where I started. I mean, I would consider myself, for me, I would consider myself a Hoosier. Uh, I mean, I started there, I played two years, uh, you know, did a lot. I helped the team a lot. Uh, you know, on and off the court, you know, did my part. I got a lot of memories there with players that played there, um, you know. So I would consider myself that. I mean, a lot of people don't look at it that way. And everybody has their own opinion. So you can't take that away from anybody if somebody feels that way. But, uh, you know, when you come, when you're talking, when you're talking about transferring, 
it is that's a, a personal decision. Uh, for me, that's just what I felt was best for me uh, in my basketball career. And, you know, everybody transferred because of different situations. You know, sometimes you don't know what the situation is, why they want to transfer, why they need to transfer. So, uh, you know, it could be stuff, it could be problems on or off the court. So, or it could be even family, you know, issues like uh, something's going on, they need to move closer to home and uh, be with their family so they need to transfer. So, it's a lot of different situations. It, it, it just, it doesn't have to do with just basketball. So, like I said, I transferred and that's what I did with best me and uh, you know, I played at Zave and I'm happy I played there and uh, did a lot of great things there. But uh, well, they always say, once who is always the Hoosier. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I agree too. Uh, and, and we have a lot of listeners down in Southern Indiana. I know you're from Louisville. So, and as a matter of fact, you were one of the first kids from Kentucky the state of Kentucky to play for an Indiana team. And like, I don't know, it'd been like 50 years. Indiana just does not recruit the state of Kentucky. So that's had to be kind of special to be the first one in, in, in forever. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I first, when I first learned about it was like when I first uh, committed there, like a little bit after I committed, they said that. So I didn't know. So yeah, that was definitely cool. Just being from Kentucky and being the first one, yeah, being the first one from Kentucky, you know, like that in a while. So, uh, yeah, like I said, it was fun. I enjoyed my time in Indiana. Um, like I said, playing for Coach Green, he's a good coach. He was a great coach to me and played with a lot of great players that's now in the NBA or now playing overseas. Uh, we had a good team. Definitely did a lot of great things in the tournament. The fan base is amazing. Uh, the Hoosiers, they're, the, you know, they're amazing. They definitely support support their basketball team. Uh, and the school itself is amazing. You know, it's a great academic school. So definitely, definitely, you know, enjoy being uh, at Indiana. Like I said, just uh, being transferred, just doing some personal lessons for you. And uh, I just did what's best for me in my basketball career. So I feel like I need to transfer. Well, you're certainly still a great uh, role model for, for the Indiana. There's no doubt about that. Uh, as we look forward to this TBT coming up, I know you guys want to win because this is a winner-take-all kind of a deal, man. It's Second place is just the first loser, and you guys had a great run last year, enjoyed watching you guys. But also, are you guys also playing for uh, uh, the cancer uh, that you did last year, same team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, paint you out of cancer. Um, obviously, it's a uh... – Obviously, we want to win, of course. You know, it's a winner take all, but, you know, it's bigger than basketball uh, for the money that we're uh, raising to help people. Uh, like I said, with that cause, it's had an effect on many people in this world and uh, raising money to help them to be able to, you know, make a difference um, is, is, is huge. And, you know, that's 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 the main reason what we're playing for. So, um yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely exciting. I feel like it's exciting for me to be able to play. I, I guess you could say being able to play the game that I love to have an effect, to make an effect on helping other people. I think that's just amazing, Remy. I mean, most 
most times we hear people talking today, it's it's about them. But uh, for you guys to do that and and to take your time during a time like this is is awesome. It just it's awesome to hear. So we uh, already wanted you to win, but now we really want you to win. But we gotta get you maybe put you on some candy stripes or something to start the game off. Maybe that'll give you some good luck. Yeah, <laughs> that would be crazy. Like I said, I think I you should get a team. Uh, like that would be. It'll be huge. We got a lot of great players that came out of you that can still play, even if they're not playing professionally or whatever. They can still Whoop. play basketball. And, uh, yeah, we're putting it on you next year to have this team together. We're gonna stay with. We're gonna get you back on. We're gonna keep talking about it. If we got to get Todd to talk to some players, what do we got to do here? What do we got to do? Don't feel too much happen? pressure, Remy. He's put it on every <laughs> guest we've had for the last two weeks. So don't feel too much pressure. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> so, do you guys uh, are you have you started practice yet? Or are you just still quarantined? Oh, we're still quarantining right now, but I think either today or tomorrow uh, we'll practice. We'll be able to get in the gym and shoot around because obviously we play on Sunday and that's coming up, you know, a few days away. So, uh, yeah, we got some new players, got some new guys. Pretty much, uh, we got most of our team back, but we got a couple new faces. So. Trying to build that chemistry and you know get on the court with them and you know see see what they can do. What, what time is your game Sunday? Uh, we play at four four p.m. Sunday. So that should be on ESPN. Looking forward to watching that, man. Uh, any uh, you said some new faces. Any names on the team that uh, the fans may know? Of course, we know that uh, you're playing with Mo. We had him on the other day, Mo Creek. Anybody else on there that the uh, fans may know about? Um. No, we got one dude we played at Maryland named Diamond Stone, big man. Oh yeah, man! Oh yeah, big big man. He that's right. He is. He's bringing the beef. We got him, and oh, we got a dude named um, uh, nah. We got a dude named uh, Jamil Arts. He's a he's a new guy. He, he actually played the league. He played at Pittsburgh. Oh. we got too many guys that. Maybe people would know. Uh, so, yeah. The Silent Assassins. Well, we're looking forward to it, man. We're looking forward to uh, Sunday at 4, I'm um, assuming on ESPN, to see uh, – what's the official name of the team? Uh, Sideline Cancer. Looking forward to it, man. We're supporting them for uh, Remy Abel and Mo Creek. Cannot thank you enough, Remy, for coming on, and uh, the best of luck. We're going to keep up with you guys. We're going to follow through the tournament. Uh, if you guys can keep going, we'll probably call you up and, and – and, maybe get you on after a game or something, but uh, keep promoting you guys and good luck, man. And stay after it. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. You bet Thanks, Remy, buddy. Remy, Table, buddy. Remy Abel joining us here on Indiana sports speed is uh, preparing for the TBT, which gets underway. I guess that's Monday. No, it's two Sunday, Sunday. Like you just said, Sunday at four is his first game, July 4th. Uh, looking forward to it, man. We got something to watch next week. And that's a great I mean, thing that it's not over the weekend. It starts Sunday, so we're going to have it during the week. Is it is is anybody else a little bit uh, alarmed at the fact that there ha- he hasn't been communicated with that well as to <laughs> what they're supposed to do today or you're not allowed to leave your room or maybe they can't leave there? I mean, this thing is three days away. I would have assumed they would have been on strict quarantine for the net for the last week. But well, it doesn't that, sound uh, like that's the case. Well, I think they can't leave their rooms and all that. But, I mean, that's it. Uh, that's what I mean, though. It was kind of like he w- he thinks that was the rule, but he wasn't sure that was the rule. I mean, so there's just got to be some better communication going on with that stuff. 
Yeah, we'll see how they get going. It's only going to take one positive test to shut that tournament down. You know oh, that. trust me, uh, I know that because that hit close to home yesterday. Um, I don't know if I want to talk about that one, but uh, yeah, we uh, we uh, we both know someone who is who has contracted the COVID nineteen. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, you don't. Uh, you you know someone. Uh, I'll tell you who it is later. I don't want to <laughs> out them here on the radio. Not going to out them on the radio. Not on out them on the radio. But uh, yeah, we both know someone, and uh, it's it, it hit close to home because of, of the effect that it had as a reaction, not not because of anything, but just a, a precautionary reaction. So yeah, it does, and, and and that's the same thing. The Denver Nuggets they close their facility. You know, that's the react. Boom, that happens. What happens if one guy? And you're right, one guy. One guy comes up with this during the middle of TBT and it's probably over. And this is a, a deal that multiple games are scheduled to be on national TV on ESPN. All of that could go away with the right. snap of a finger. And, 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 and here's, you know, here's what, wow. here's, here's, here's the double-edged sword of this thing is you want it to drag out as long as possible so they can get as much TV time and exposure as you can possibly get. But also, the longer you try to draw it out, the harder it is to quarantine everyone. And, and that's why I'm, I'm almost surprised that they didn't try to run it like an AAU tournament where the thing started on Thursday and was over Sunday. And you might play three games in a day. And, and I'm not, I don't think that that's ideal for them. But, I mean, I, I think it might have been the best solution for trying to make sure they get this thing in. Because, you know, what happens if they've got these games scheduled? Remy's team plays at 4 o'clock on Sunday. And then somebody Monday morning has the virus. I mean, do they shut the whole thing down? It's just, it's, it's a tough call. It is absolutely. We got to get out of here, and take a quick break because our buddy Ken Bikoff's coming up next to talk about who's your beginning. Stay tuned. You're listening to Indiana Sports Beat coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, powered by Rivals. We're back with Ken Bikoff right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Rain Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. Thank <laughs> you. 
Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary. Indiana Sports Beat is now a part of the Rivals Network. You can go to thehoosier.com to sign up. It's free. Catch the show there each day live or at your convenience. You can also like or follow us on Facebook, follow the show's rebroadcast, anywhere you podcast. If we're not on a radio station where you live, we should be. Let your local station know they need to carry Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary or simply go to thehoosier.com. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit FDA.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. Hey, this is Jordan Halls, former Indiana Hoosier. Keep up with Indiana Sports on Indiana Sports Beat. Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. A singer in a smoky room. A smell of wine and sheep. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Beat with Corey O'Leary coming to you on this hump day. It's July 1st as well, middle of everything. Joined now by my good friend Ken Bikoff and talking about Hoosier Beginnings. He's got a new book out, and if he's got a new book out, I want to read it. Ken, how are you, brother? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Man, we're up in here. We're I, I don't have COVID, so I'm happy. Yeah, no, that, that's a good thing. That's a, <laughs> a very, very good thing. Keep that. Wear your mask. You'll be all right. How you been doing, man? I'm doing good. You know, uh, quarantine's actually been, uh, uh, you know, I've been doing the best that I can with loss of weight, you know, getting a lot of work done. So that it's, it's been kind of a nice pause to be able to, uh, uh, from running around as much as, as, as you as I normally do. The fact that, uh, there hasn't been quite as much of that, I think it's, uh, been a, a nice pause and that is just me trying to really just get, put put as good a face on it as it is i know a lot of people are struggling and and that i just try to get, get a positive attitude with it you sound thinner over the phone i, I know you've lost 50 is it, is it more now more than 50 it, it's, it's it's just short of 60 pounds yes look at my man go keep it up brother i'm proud of you killing it and not only have you been awfully busy not only have you been busy uh getting in shape but uh this book is as always you're always doing something because i love talking to you about it but uh didn't expect i didn't know this one was coming out this one was kind of surprised him this is one that i've been working on for a few years now i know you and i have talked about it a little bit uh 
it has been uh, uh, three years in the making. And oh, I didn't realize that was the name of it. Then. That's why, because we talk about this a lot. I've been waiting for this book. Multiple delays and, you know, things that had nothing to do with me. I had the manuscript to them a while ago. But the bottom line is it's coming out, and I'm really, really excited about it because it's a book about the early history of IU athletics from about 1867 when it started to about 1930. And the important thing to me is – that uh, it's a history book, but it's not like, well, in 1909, they did this in this game. It is just a, a collection of stories. that, that And I mean, good stories, stories too. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you know, and, and they, you know, there's a story in there about the 1913 baseball riot where the baseball team won back-to-back conference games and it ended up at the, a riot on the square and bonfires and, uh, windows being uh, broken and, and uh, cars flipped and, and all of that. So, you know, a riot in 2020 is exactly the same as it was in 1913. And uh, it, it happened because the baseball team won back-to-back games. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, a guy got a blister in 1909 and ended up dead seven days later with five feet worth of cuts in his leg as they were trying to get the swelling to go. To. It, it's just crazy. Uh, and, and I love that time period because – uh, it is a long time ago, but it isn't crazy long ago. There were cars, there was electricity for most of it. There's, you know, I mean, so these people were not that much different than us. They, their lives were different. We're more technologically advanced, but you know, they had the same situation, the same issues that we had. And uh, you know, I go in, into it a little bit about the just. The construction of facilities, there was a uh, petition in 1915 about Indiana needing a new gym just to be able to keep up with the athletic facilities at other places because uh, it was hurting their recruiting. And, I mean, that's the same argument that was made for the north end zone, the south end zone, Cook Hall, all of it. it nothing new ever happens. Yeah, that You've said that. I remember the first time you said that, and ever since then, I've like, it has lived it. I'm like, every time, I'm like, he's right. Ken's right. Uh, you know what's funny? We just had a recent discussion about Assembly Hall. I don't know what your opinion on this is. I think Indiana needs, or they should have not redone the renovations and, and tore it down and, and, and built a, n- a new arena, personally. But I know there's a lot of history there, and it's so hard to do that. But at the end of the day, it's just not a very good arena. They should have done it 20 years ago. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they should should have done it 20 years ago. I remember hearing rumors uh, in the late 90s that IU was uh, approached uh, about building a new uh, uh, arena and that Indiana turned it down and the guy went uh, and instead spent his money at Ohio State. I don't remember if that was uh, if that is a true story or not, but that was something that uh, I remember hearing in the late 90s. But the bottom line is, uh, Assembly Hall has a ton of history, and it is a uh, 50-year-old building that is built off of uh, uh, an arena in North Carolina that was built in the 1940s, I think it was, 1940s, 1950s, uh, the North Carolina Cattle Auction House, and uh, Memorial Stadium and Assembly Hall have the same exact design uh, when you look at the stands, and that is not by accident. Uh, and uh, I, I do think that you know the renovations – uh, they did a great job with what they were planning to do. I thought they did a, a very nice job of adding modern amenities. But ultimately, you know, the thing that basically came down to that assembly hall uh, renovation was they were running into problems with electrical and HVAC things. It 
wasn't all you know the luxury boxes and all the stuff that people talk about. It was those those basic systems that needed to be upgraded, and that's why they needed to completely renovate for for those kind of situations. The, the scoreboard uses far more power than it did when it was opened in 1972. So, I mean, you know, look, that that is all uh, part of the equation with that. I agree with you, though. For they, They've done a good job to tweak it. As far as I'm concerned, they, they should have torn it down and started over. And furthermore, uh, the master plan that came out some 10 years ago uh, showed a new assembly hall being built in front of the current one. And in fact, Cook Hall, from what I understand, uh, there's that tunnel that goes underneath Cook Hall to, to connect Cook Hall to assembly hall. There's one apparently that's available on the other side of Cook Hall uh, that would go to a new arena should one ever be built. That's that's what I was told when it, when it was uh, being built. So, uh, yeah, I'm right with you on that. Yeah, the secrets lying down below, all kinds of things out there. But uh, all these buildings around, there's been uh, news about the, some name changes, different buildings. But there are so many buildings here that that have housed things that I've learned basically from you, whether it's the Gladstein or the uh, the, the the former William Youth, now uh, Bill Garrett Fieldhouse. Uh, but there's so many historical buildings on this campus. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is, uh, you know, so many people, thousands and thousands of people walk by this campus and don't think about what was there uh, 10 years ago, let alone 70 years ago. I mean, uh, where the Arboretum is, everybody knows that uh, the old Memorial Stadium was there, but not a lot of people realize that a golf course used to be there for a few years uh, in uh, the 1920s, where uh, the Bill Garrett Fieldhouse is. Um, Indiana played football on that space for one year in 1924 because of issues with the construction of the original memorial stadium where the concrete was cracking they had to tear it when they were half down the bit they had to tear it all down and start over uh the parking lot outside of the union is where jordan field used to be um and the part of what i go into in, in the book is is like the building of uh the hyper gymnasium not the garrett Fieldhouse, but the hyper gymnasium uh that was an apple orchard and they used basically a 1915 uh, version of viral marketing to get students interested in helping them clear out an apple orchard by bringing their own hatchets to cut down trees. And I mean, it, it's, it's the, most of the student body went, the women made sandwiches and cider, the men took down the trees. Uh, there, it was, it was just, just such a different atmosphere, but Again, these people weren't that different than us right now because, look, there are people uh, who are old, very, very old, but uh, they, that were alive back then. So uh, it is uh, – it's just it's such an interesting time, and there are so many interesting stories from that time, whether it be Jumbo Steam coming to coach at Indiana over a dispute over $500 – uh, with uh, the University of Nebraska, and you know, and coming to Indiana. Imagine if, if you will, if Nick Saban decided to leave Alabama to come coach at Indiana because Alabama wouldn't give him an extra ten thousand dollars. That's basically what it what it is. And he was one of the uh, top coaches in college football, and he came and coached at Indiana for five years, and then got stomach cancer and died. I don't, I, I haven't looked this up, but I'm willing to bet that Indiana is one of the few schools in the nation that has had two head football coaches die on the job. Wow. That's unbelievable. And they also turned down the services of one Newt Rockney back in the early days as well. 
Yes, they did. They, uh, it was suggested, I believe it was Clarence Childs, uh, uh, suggested Newt Rockney, uh, uh, coming in, uh, coaching in Indiana. And, uh, uh, he's, he's basically Indiana said no, that, that they didn't want to do it. Um, they did have Jim Thorpe as an assistant football coach for one year. Oh, oh my and, gosh. And that is covered in, in the book. And that is really interesting because Clarence Childs had been on the 1912 Olympic, uh, uh, team with him and, he baseball was over and football hadn't quite started yet. Uh, the pro football that he was playing, so he came and he was an assistant coach at IU for about two and a half, three months, and probably was involved in, in helping clear out that apple orchard. And uh, <laughs> and then as soon as it was over, I mean, he would put on uh, kicking demonstrations at halftime. Uh, it was it was he just the most famous athlete in the country was an assistant football coach at IU uh, for a few months and then at, right after the season he left and, and never came back. It, it was it's it, it just the story of that whole development that's in the book and it's it's something that uh, is is really really incredible just to, to hear the background that that goes into it. Yeah, that's that's one that I did not know. That's another. So, and let me tell you, people, if you in that book, there's going to be all kinds of stuff that you don't know because I talk to Ken all the time, and I still keep hearing stuff that I don't know. So I promise you that uh, I cannot wait to get to that thing. That's the, the the neat little nuggets are just they're just cool. They're just fun things to do. And what else you got to do right now? Read, Read a, a book, book, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and the book's going to come out uh, in in say I think it's September first. It, it comes out and. Uh, it'll be available anywhere, you know, books are sold to Amazon or if you don't like Amazon, you know, through IU Press. And, uh, you know, it, it's just you start to understand a little bit why uh, IU football has had some of the struggles that they did from some financial issues that go back as far as 1915. And they nearly decided that instead of uh, having an official uh, athletic program, they would just let students run it, which would have been a nightmare and would have would have killed off everything. But coaches weren't were for uh, with the uncertainty that was involved in that and the, the terrible facilities. The best in college football at the time weren't about to come to Bloomington because there was uncertainty. Well, that sets a reputation for a program that's very tough to overcome over time. And so that is something that uh, some of the roots of Indiana's historic uh, struggles on, on, on football date back to 1915 or 1910. Or, uh, you know, there's uh, at, at one point Indiana lost its athletic director because he accidentally killed a guy um, by demonstrating James Horn is his name. He was demonstrating how to throw a hammer at a, at a meet and he, he threw it and somebody walked under his hammer and hit him in the head and killed him. And the guy really became depressed, ended up leaving athletics, and he was somebody who was really a good force for Indiana, and he had that that personal problem develop, and uh, Indiana lost one of its runners at a very important time. This is a guy that was the first head coach of uh, an Indiana basketball team. He coached the, uh, the baseball team. He, he was everything, and he left because he was so despondent of that, uh, may have uh, attempted to commit suicide along the way. And uh, he is one of the most influential people in IU history in terms of setting a foundation, and people don't know generally who James Horn is. And, you know, that's in the book. And the story with that, uh, I, I think people, uh, my, my whole idea with it is just to, to bring 
history to uh, people in a in a very storyteller way instead of the way that they were maybe taught it in high school I, 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 history is incredibly alive because there are people who uh who had personalities it's not about dates it's not about uh location that's trivia i wanted to get to the stories and that's what uh i did my best to, to bring out in the book well, you always do. I can't wait to get my hands on it, as I've been talking about for quite a while. Lots of other things. Today's the first day of Scott Dolson is a full-fledged athletics director for Indiana. Uh, uh, Ken, uh, yesterday, uh, I think a letter went out from Fred Glass to the students uh, talking about uh, all the voluntary workouts and all that stuff. But now it's Scott Dolson's the guy on the job now. It's, it's his job, and uh, I think it's a, it's a solid choice. You know, I, I really felt that Indiana, with the different guys, the different candidates they had for that job, they couldn't really go wrong with a pick. And uh, I know that uh, some people, you know, heard Dolson, somebody from the inside, you know, just think, uh, you know, may, may have wanted to just have a different voice. And I understand that. The, the difference that people, I think, uh, don't realize, and they need to think about their own situations uh, in, in their jobs at work, is that, Maybe they have ideas in, in their job, and but they're not in charge. And they may have suggested ideas that didn't end up being used. Well, now any ideas that Dolson had along the way, somebody who really knows how Indiana's run, knows the ins and outs, and wants to uh, try different things, now he has that opportunity. And, uh, you know, if, if somebody uh, is elevated to a, a leadership role in their own job, and all of a sudden they could change the way things are done, they do it. Well, just because somebody is hired from the inside does not make it uh, a bad hire. I think that it's going to be uh, – uh, he has an opportunity to make some some good changes. I think Fred Glass was uh, a, a very solid athletic director for, for his time at Indiana. He accomplished a lot of things. Uh, and I think that Dolson will be able to go ahead and expand on that. And certainly Dolson is taking over an athletic department that is in far better shape. Then Fred took over uh, when he came on the job. You have far more stability with football, far more stability with basketball. You have much uh, – the, ba- the baseball team is a good program. You have the women's basketball team is a good program. Swimming and diving is as good as they are. Soccer is as good as they are. Facilities are much better than they were. So now it's as much about polishing – as it is about construction of an athletic department. And I think Scott Dolson has um, uh, the personality and the vision and just being able to talk to him over the years. I think that he's going to have an opportunity to really make some some positive progress with that department. I could not agree more. Uh, once again, where can they everyone get the book? I know Amazon It's coming out on September 1st uh, through IU uh, printing and also through Amazon. Where else can they get this? Hoosier Beginnings. You know, anywhere that uh, books are sold, sold, Hoosier Beginnings, uh, an early history of IU athletics uh, will be uh, available on on Kindle and hardback and paperback, all of that from IU Press or Amazon or, you know, basically any bookseller, Barnes & Noble, uh, you know, wherever uh, they like to buy books. Uh, I just, I I really think that, uh, I know people hear history and they kind of, uh, maybe cringe a little bit. I'm telling you, I, I, it was my my sole focus for this book was to not make it a dry history book, but to make, to give them stories that they could tell their buddies while uh, sitting around the fire pit or, or hanging around Thanksgiving. And say, hey, did you know about you know? And, and be able to let them do that kind of stuff, and uh, uh, hopefully they'll they'll be able to buy it and enjoy it. 
I'm telling you, he's been telling me stories for two years. They're not dry. I, I promise you will enjoy them. I'm looking forward to enjoying even more of them. Ken, I can't thank you enough, but it's always great to talk to you. Look forward to seeing you again once a little more frequently than normally. Don't know when it's going to be right now. No, I don't know when it's going to be either, but uh, it'll be great when it finally happens. Have a great day, brother. Have a great rest of the week and a great uh, you and your family. Have a great uh, July 4th holiday weekend. Same to you, Jim. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Ken Bykoff joining us here. I got a book out, Who's Your Beginnings? Make sure you go find it because I promise you it's a good one and worth the read. Uh, man, all kinds of stuff coming up. You got, don't forget, you got July 4th this weekend. I hope everyone has uh, some plans to go out and have some fun. Uh, we've got the TBT doesn't start until the 4th, but you've got NASCAR this weekend. Uh, I think they've got more basketball going on this weekend. I'm sure Todd will be out watching basketball. Uh, young Will. I wonder if he can match that uh, nickel that that quarter he had at twenty five he put up last week. You know, it's a one day. They're playing in a one day shootout on Friday, so you know it'll be a bunch of games squeezed into one day. I'm sure, and you know, it, it's it's just fun to be able to go out and watch that stuff. I'm loving it. We'll talk about that uh, and more when we come back here to the uh, Golf Point and Eagle Point Studios, Indiana Sports Speed. Coy O'Leary back with more right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red-eye U-hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Club and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary. Indiana Sports Beat is now a part of the Rivals Network. You can go to thehoosier.com to sign up. It's free. Catch the show there each day live or at your convenience. 
You can also like or follow us on Facebook, follow the show's rebroadcast, anywhere you podcast. If we're not on a radio station where you live, we should be. Let your local station know they need to carry Indiana Sports Beat with Coy O'Leary or simply go to thehoosier.com. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. This is James Blackman Jr., former Indiana Hoosier. Make sure you're keeping up with the Hoosiers on Indiana Sports Beat. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Speed. Coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios on this Wednesday, July 1st. Well, you talk about a double hump day. We got it. Uh, Major League Baseball teams announced their initial 60-man rosters this past weekend in anticipation for the 2020 season coming up here with five former Hoosiers making the cut. Uh, of that, catcher Josh Fagley and Kyle Schwarber of the Chicago Cubs. Got those two guys uh, on the same squad now. That's pretty cool. Kyle Hart, he's a left-handed pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. Outfielder Alec Dickerson for the Giants. And right-handed pitcher Aaron Sleggers for the Tampa Bay Rays. More former Hoosiers uh, could be added in in the near future as nearly all teams left empty room on their final rosters. Pretty cool to have five in there when uh, that's that's a good start, man. That's that's, that's a nice representation. 60-man rosters, they're usually what, 25? Is it normally a 25-man roster? Is it something like that, 25? I felt like, yeah, for some reason I felt like it was 25. It seems weird. But maybe they expanded that at some point to 30, but, um, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, think I, they did the playoffs. Maybe at the playoffs, they expanded a little bit at the playoffs, but not to 60. <laughs> yeah, no 60. I, I remember reading something about the fact they were going to have, you know, almost a complete backup team that, that stayed quarantined from the rest, from the first 30 man roster, yeah. just in case someone ended yeah. up testing positive and they could just throw that second team in throw the it makes, in. well it makes sense because you, you, baseball is unique than any other sport you know you've got the the farm system so my gosh you've got guys that are playing at triple a that are right there that are that are major league ready they just just insert them so yeah that's a smart thing to do and then we'll prevent prevent things from happening like we talked about with the tbt a minute ago they don't have backup teams yeah they they you know a lot of those teams because it's all or nothing. I mean, yeah, it sounds like something that you would think a lot of people want to play on. And, and hey, you know, let's let's be for real. I mean, you and I would love to see Jordan Holes and Will Sheehy and those guys play. But at the end of the day, it's probably not worth it for those guys. I mean, I it, unless they had a team that, you know, they were – they felt odds on, you know, two to one, they were going to win the whole thing. It's probably not worth it because, you, you know, you spend your whole summer – or, I'm sorry, you spend your whole season overseas and whatever you're doing, and then do you want to come home and spend your summer, you know, doing something where you, you might not make a dollar doing it? Tim at the text line. Uh, Tim at the text line. Remy's high school produces a lot of computer geeks. What's that means? They get some funny, funny kids or smart kids coming out of there. The NASCAR oval and IndyCar road course doubleheader July 4th and 5th in Indianapolis. Forgot about that. Um, the NASCAR is going to run on the oval, but the IndyCar is going to run on the road course. 
I wonder why they didn't do both because uh, NASCAR now does that roval at Charlotte. But, uh, so you got that coming up this week, uh, Sunday, Monday. So there's something to look forward to. We also. talked about it the other day, and, and I, I still didn't confirm it. So is this the Brickyard 400, or is this just an added race they're throwing in there? Good question. I'm going to go with the Brickyard 400 since it's on the Oval and they only have one race there. Uh, but that's and it and I know it had been moved to July 4th anyway. They had okay. this. This was a previous deal before COVID. Not the necessarily the doubleheader, but uh, the NASCAR race moving to July 4th. It's kind of moved around. Uh, I don't know that they found their spot yet. Maybe July 4th is that spot. Uh, Tim's also excited about cornerbacks this year: Mullen, Reese Taylor, and backups: Jalen Williams and Josh. Serengeti, uh, Serengeti. They, they they have got a lockdown group of kids on that on that defensive backfield. Indiana football. It's a great co- a comment there. They do their defensive backfield. You know, they they talked about how they were going to be good a year or two ago. Yeah, they were okay. They're going to be really good. They got some. Well, you may defense. you may throw out three names right off the bat, and 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 it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. But in my in my memory and recollection, I mean, is Taiwan Mullen the best freshman yes. defensive player Indiana's ever had? Uh, to me, uh, in my personal, in my yes, in my in my experience, dude's a, a, a dude's a man. You don't I want mean, none of him. We are going to see. Okay, so he's got to play this season coming up, and he's got to play the following more. season before he's eligible for the NFL. Right, barring barring injury. We will hear his name called in the first ten picks. Like he, he may go down as what's the highest pick Indiana's ever had? You know, uh, it ain't number one. I can tell you that. I can't imagine the top Is ten. Is anybody in the top ten? I, I don't know where Anthony Thompson was drafted. He got when he won second in the Heisman. I don't remember. Running backs weren't always the high priority anyway in the NFL. So I don't know know the answer. I would have to research that. But I can't imagine Antoine Randall L. You know, comes to mind. But even him, he was down. So I. Um, that, that's, that's a good question to do some research, what the highest pick is, but I also agree with where you're going. I think he could absolutely become the highest pick in the history of Indiana football, because that's a position teams do care about a lockdown corner in the NFL, valuable, valuable commodity. And yeah. You, you take one side of the field away from a passer, <laughs> you know, from a Tom Brady and, and everybody can focus on, you know, the middle of the field over on the, on the left side. Yeah, that's that is. I mean, you can't put a value on that. And Taiwan eats, breathes, and sleeps being the best that he can be. I mean, th- this kid has got the greatest attitude of anybody you're ever going to be around. He is just he's just serious about what he's doing, and it doesn't matter whatever he's doing, he's serious about it. But he scares sure me. He scares me. He's so freakishly good. Oh yeah, he's just focused, focused. I yeah, I wouldn't want to go against him. I'm nope. looking forward to everybody else doing it though. Ah. Ryan uh, from Whitmore Lake, Michigan says, uh, who do you think are the two best shooters ready men's basketball since 2005-ish? He's going with you. Oh, yeah, we Jordan had that Hulls. question the other day. We never yeah. really came up with a great answer. Uh, uh, there's just too many. I mean, I mean, wow. <laughs> Is there too many or there's no, just not well, enough? <laughs> was Matt Roth in that time frame? Yeah, probably close. He's, probably he's overlapped be, that 2005 He's got to be one that's in there probably, right? You know, I mean, here, here's you can you can break that question down fifty different ways. You know, in you know, best shooter in a game of horse or best yeah. shooter in a game situation or two, two point percentage, two point yeah. shots, three. Point you shot, can yeah. go, you can go a million directions with that. But but I will say this to his. I don't know if this is his point or not, but for me, point taken in that 
I can't rattle 10 guys off the top of my head. So there haven't been enough. Let's put it that way. That's a fact. That's a fact. But, but man, yeah, I, we talked about this at the top of the show, and, and I don't want to negative Nancy, but I, I'm really concerned about college football happening. And, and it's not everything. It's just college football. But as college football goes, soccer's going to go. Uh, what other sports probably go? That's that's the bad thing. But well, if college football doesn't happen, isn't everything canceled? Like, that's what I'm saying. I think everything yeah. would follow suit. But I hope the I hope the high schools don't, because um, there's a big difference between a high school soccer team and football. What what you have to do and all that. And I'm not talking about playing, but I mean logistical wise and all that we'll we'll see we just have to see because none of us know i don't know i'm just this is just a feeling that i'm just i, I try like you i try not to watch too much news because it just seems so negative and it, and, and it depends on who you're watching on which way it's slanted i'm trying to filter out the the, the unimportant stuff but it's um we're and, not, you do, and you don't know you don't know we're what not getting it stuff on. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't feel like we're getting anywhere you know i feel like we're kind of spinning in the mud, we keep having these big sharp increases. I'm like, well, we're kind of spinning in the mud here. We're not, we're not, well, we're you, not any you could go, you could go back and listen to our show back in, you know, late March and then into April. And we all at that point, like I can specifically remember saying, you know, let's wait till June 1st. Let's wait and make, you know, let's make a, a bolder prediction June 1st. And, you know, I'm going to say today we're at July 1st. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable making a bold prediction yet. Like, I, not, I still not, don't. I, I, we're pushing it back more and more all the time. Yeah, I don't feel like making one for August first. Uh, Tim yeah, says, actually, "Yes, I don't it, think we'll know." It is the Brickyard Four Hundred. Tim says it is uh, you, actually the official name is the Big Machine Sanitizer Four Hundred. I love those goofy names they put in there. Big Machine I just Sanitizer. Love hearing the, I love hearing the drivers say it after the game. After the game. After the oh, race is over, when they have to get all their sponsors in, I just love hearing them say all that. Yeah, the '98 Ford Echo Plaza right. <laughs> yeah, Zippity exactly. Doodah Beef Jerky Samsung Ford was really hot today. <laughs> it was. Yeah, driving, yeah it was. It handled well. It handled well yeah. in traffic. I like it when they look down and start looking at their. They want to make sure they don't yeah, miss anybody. The so they all look the down at their at their driver's suit and start looking around. Oh yeah. So these guys. Oopsie, because I met these guys. I mean, uh, how many monster energy drinks do you have to sell to be able to sponsor that many race cars? Because that can't be cheap. That's a lot of money. A lot of that's, that's a people, lot of money. People must be drinking a lot of it. No doubt about that. What yeah. uh what, what's going on? What what are some of the things you're doing this weekend, folks? Hit us up on the text line. Let us know. Uh I know there's some things out there. Like I said, we got the TBT, you're gonna have some NASCAR. Uh is there gonna be some golf? Gotta be some golf, right? Yep. This weekend is is Detroit. So they've got a big, I think it's the Rocket Mortgage uh tournament in Detroit this weekend. And then and then it turns kind of weird. They're doing something I've never seen before, and I'm then I don't it know turns if I'm weird. <laughs> it, it, it does turn weird. So they're playing after this weekend. So this weekend's in Detroit. After this weekend, the PGA Tour is playing back-to-back weekends at the same course. Taking a page out of NASCAR. Taking a page from NASCAR. They're playing. Yeah, they're playing. You know, for Jack Nicklaus's tournament, the first at tournament the, I can't even remember what it's called, but it's over in Muirfield. Muirfield. And, and the then building? the second weekend is actual the Memorial Tournament, which was postponed back from, from Memorial Day. And so they're playing back-to-back weekends at the same course. I, I, I'm interested to see what this is like. Cause you know what, I mean, golfers are just incredible 
when it comes to be once they figure out a course. Dude, as you say, you give them a freaking week of practice on a course, you they're going to be dropping darts. Weeks. Yeah, give them back-to-back weeks. Like they'll, I be, they'll be throwing darts, man. It'll be interesting. I, I, it, I couldn't but, quite figure out the mindset of that other than you don't have travel and all that, and the course is awesome, so I'll enjoy that side of it. You can see a record score. You were, we're kind of seeing it right now. Anyway, heck, the last two weekends they've been in the 20 under par ish range which i know people that don't watch golf a lot don't really care what i'm saying but that's a lot but out of who, 72 holes that's a lot who's going to be the guy that gets that's playing the course the second time and stinks it up and sucks <laughs> that's not what i want to be it's like oh man you just played this course right i know it, it's just like i've never heard of such a thing as what they're doing right now so it's and i haven't heard a great explanation as to why they're doing it other than i guess maybe just travel Travel, I guess. I, I think that people are realizing more and more that the fall is unknown. I mean, we've we've known it's unknown, but we kind of thought we knew where it was. It was at least heading in a direction. We just assumed it was heading in a direction. Because most things head in the direction we want them to head. If, but I don't know that everyone feels that's the direction we're going right now. Well, uh, I'm not smart enough. Obviously, I'm not smart enough to do it. So I'm, I'm basically relying on other people, but. I assumed we would be farther along with hearing information at least in a timeline about a vaccine. And once that happens, then I think everything, you know, I don't want to say we throw caution to the wind, but we can be much more aggressive about saying, okay, football is going to start on X date because we can vaccinate everybody. That's, you know, in, in a in certain period of time frame. I'm surprised we just haven't heard more information about a vaccine. That's because I don't think we're going to see a vaccine until 2021. Uh, okay but what's that mean is that january 1st 2021 because if so then they don't know they don't know yet Um, that's my point is back in april i think we all thought okay well we're talking about obviously the smartest people in the world have to be working on this so by july or by june surely we'll know something and now it's july and we i still don't know anything so well we're not you we're we're in a different world now we're used to knowing things now I mean, yeah. so, just let me pick up my phone. Where's the information? Can't these guys just can't these guys Google a vaccine? Yeah, let me is? just I mean, let that, me just punch some buttons here. Let me just Google it and get the information. That's what we're used to. Whatever it is, let me find out now. Well, this this ain't now. This ain't tomorrow, and it's not next month. We're we're looking at a few months. I mean, they're working feverishly, but vaccines are things that usually take years to come out with because there is so much testing you have to find out how it's going to react to the to the human body and of its majority are there side effects uh what do those side effects do who are they going to affect there's so much and all of this is being done at hyper speed um to get us to to that point so it's let's hope we get there I mean, I hear you saying that and I I want that to be the case I just don't hear a lot of facts from whomever I'm supposed to hear that from saying that that is the case. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it just gets better. Uh, <laughs> we've got two more days left in this week. Um, so I know that one of our guests will be on tomorrow's Dustin shooty. We'll get uh, some others as well, but hopefully there's a lot to talk about tomorrow. Hopefully there's some sports, uh, something happens tonight. Somebody does something. Uh, it was a good today. We had plenty to talk about today. Um, the Indianapolis Indians farm. Are, are they still, they're the Cleveland's farm team, I think now, but um, first time 118 years. And, and, and I've been up there for some, for like an IU game or whatever at their stadium. They got some great, great history. 
of guys that have played there. Man, if you were ever up there and you could walk, you walk around the inside, they got the Razor picture. Shines. You remember the name Razor oh, Shines? Oh, man, how can I forget <laughs> Razor Shines? One of the greatest names in the history of baseball. You know it is because I'm not a baseball fan, and as a kid growing up in Indianapolis, I know who Razor Shines is. Oh, man, one of the greatest names of all time. One of the probably really most is. popular Indianapolis Indians of all time as well. It was awesome. Well, man, I hope everybody gets to go out and have a, a good time today. Uh, enjoying the weather looks it's like it's decent. And uh, do something nice for somebody. Say something nice to somebody. And uh, let's do it all again tomorrow. And until then, for Jimmy Todd, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.